Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about self-love. This is a topic that comes up over and over and over again when I do coaching with people or when people come to me for a reading. This is a topic that always comes up. And I understand this because most of us have suffered through some kind of trauma through our lives, whether it was when we were growing up or sometimes it's even after we've grown up. Maybe we had a lovely childhood and and a great family life, but then something happened to us as we were older, something that makes us devalue ourselves. And it's a very common thing. I definitely suffered from low self-esteem and I didn't realize that I suffered from low self-esteem. And the point for me where I did realize it was as I was in that, my first marriage where it was a very toxic situation, that's when I really realized that I had low self-esteem because had my self-esteem been good, healthy, had I loved myself, had I cared about myself, had my energy been up, I would never have allowed, first of all, I wouldn't have attracted the person I attracted because our energy does attract people. Our energy walks into a room before we do. So when we have this very low vibrational energy and we have low self-esteem, we're attracting people who, number one, either they also have low self-esteem or two, they like to take advantage of people with low self-esteem because other people wouldn't put up with the crap they try to pull. And that's sort of what happened to me was I attracted this person with my energy and then I thought that this was what I deserved or at least I didn't care enough about myself or I didn't see myself as being worthy enough to get out of that situation. I thought, well, this is this is how it is. This is how it has to be. And that was so false. It wasn't true at all. But it was because I had put up with a lot. And that used to be the kind of person I was. I put up with a lot of stuff that people who have a healthy self-esteem wouldn't put up with. And it's simply because I thought I was trying to be very flexible and I was trying to be, you know, easygoing. I wanted to see myself as an easygoing person. But the truth is, what ended up happening was that I was a doormat. People walked all over me because I didn't have healthy boundaries, because I didn't love myself enough to set healthy boundaries. You know, I didn't really know what those were, and I was never taught as a child what a healthy boundary really was. So as an adult, I had no clue. And I just allowed people into my life who also did not know what a healthy boundary was or just didn't care. And so it became a huge mess. And self-esteem, it affects us in so many ways. It's not just in relationships, but it affects us when it comes to work or attracting wealth. Because a lot of us, we relate, whether we realize it or not, we relate how much money we make to our sense of self-worth. And we do it unconsciously. Like we don't realize we're doing it. 
But we may think, you know, if, if we think about ourselves like, well, and comparing yourself to others, that's, that's having low self-esteem too. Because if you're confident in yourself, you don't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Who cares? But if you're not, then you're constantly looking at, you know, the person next to you to figure out what you should be doing. And what you should be doing is what's best for you, not what somebody else is doing. So if you're always taking your cues from other people, you may have a little self-esteem issue going on. It's like you're lacking confidence to make your own decisions. And that's not uncommon. Trust me, I've been there. But what we have to do is to love ourselves so fiercely that we know we can't make a bad decision and that we can't make a wrong decision. And I've just come to the point in my life where I realized that if I make a choice and it wasn't the best choice, that's not the end of the world. I can always come back from that. But also, when I know that I'm listening to my intuition, I know I can't make a wrong decision. Like, if I truly listen to it and I follow it, because I will clear this up. There have been times when I asked myself, I sat down and I listened to my intuition and I said, is this good for me? And my intuition said, no. And I second-guessed it, like I questioned it. But I knew my intuition was right all along, but I second-guessed it. And so what happens is that I may end up in a situation where I'm not exactly super happy, but it's never the end of the world. So I trust that I know what's best for me. And I have to have that kind of confidence. But I have not always had that kind of confidence. In fact, I was the complete opposite. It was like, please, someone tell me what I should be doing because I don't know what to do. And that was just easier, right? It's easier when you don't try to go up against anyone else, when you don't have conflict, when you just let other people tell you what to do. That's easier because you think you're just going with the flow and you're being very much uh, easygoing and you're not causing waves and whatever. You're not. You're just making yourself miserable Yes, standing up for yourself is hard in the beginning, especially if you're not used to it because you don't want to make waves, you don't want to make people mad at you, and all of that other crap that people pleasers say to themselves. But that's just what it is. It's crap. You have to be happy. So if you're sitting there doing what everyone else is wanting you to do, there's no way that you're happy. You're sacrificing your own happiness and, you know, it's funny because I know people who will, it's like they want to be a martyr. They do all the things that everyone else wants them to do. They don't do, want to do, they don't do what they want to do for themselves. And they kind of have this attitude about them like, well, I'm, I'm just doing what's best for everyone else. And I'm sacrificing myself like they're a martyr. And... When I had a friend who did this, it just used to annoy me because I'm like, you're not, nobody's asking you to be a martyr. Stop it. Like you're sacrificing your own happiness. And for what? No one cares. Like no one's going to give you this award. Like the martyr of the year for 2019 goes to Jane. No, nobody does that. There's no award you're going to get. You're not going to get a reward in heaven. In fact, you're probably going to find out that you should have been doing things that you want to do and that you like to do because this isn't like our goal wasn't to come here in life and to sacrifice ourselves for everyone else. That's not it. 
And I'm not talking about doing good deeds and things like that. I'm just talking about people who always forgo their own happiness for everyone else to the detriment of themselves. And I might be talking directly to you. I don't know. When I say I was annoyed by my friend, I don't mean she's annoying. But I just mean it was frustrating. That's a better word. Frustrating because she never saw it. She never saw that this wasn't helping herself and that helping others wasn't helping them either. She was enabling her family members because her family members would constantly be like, you need to do this. You need to do that. Like we were on a trip and they would like bombard her with things. And that's not cool. Like let her have her space and her time and her fun. And I know there's other people out there. I used to be like this too. When people would say like, why volunteered you to go do this? You know, and I love my mom, but she does that sometimes too. She'll be like, well, I told them that you would come and do this, you know? And I just got into where I'll be like, okay, you need to ask. Don't, and you need to ask me before you tell someone, even suggest that I would do something for them. Because I'm not going to just drop everything and do something because you told somebody that I would. It might not be something that I even want to do. And, you know, I probably can't do it because my schedule gets booked up, you know, last minute. I get people who call me or email me and say, can I have an emergency reading or whatever? And like, I don't always have free time and I don't want to do it. So we have to set those healthy boundaries with people. That's a part of self-love is setting a healthy boundary, but it's not always easy. And I get that. So it's easier to start with the whole self-love thing in general And working your way up to setting healthy boundaries is a part of loving yourself, but it's a part that, for me, I had to work on the actual self-love part first, and then I moved up to the this is a healthy boundary part. So it kind of came in stages for me. And whatever, you might be one of these rock star people who's like, you know what, dude, I'm going for it, and I'm going to start loving myself more, I'm going to do all these things, and I'm going to start telling people to shove it. Good for you if you are. I love that. I mean, I love people with a spunky attitude who will like go and do things. I love that. That's not me always. Sometimes it is. It's not always me though. But in this particular case, that wasn't me. I couldn't be like, oh, I have to, you know, go in full force telling everybody what I think. That wasn't me. Uh, I had to work on the self-love part first. But in a lot of things, I mean, sometimes I do just like go all in. But that just wasn't one of the places where I felt comfortable doing it because it was an area I needed the most work. And I know that about myself. Even though I seemed like people would say, well, you seem very confident. And to that, I would say, well, thank you. I put on a good show sometimes um, because, you know, I wasn't always very confident and I'm much more confident now. But I remember like when I first started teaching, if I had to be observed, my mouth would dry out and my lips would stick to the side of my teeth and I would start I swear I developed a lisp while I was speaking and I must have looked like a total like idiot that's how I felt inside I just felt like oh my gosh I look like I don't know what I'm doing I'm sweating I probably have huge like pit stain circles around my arms you know I must have looked like a total disaster and I felt like a total disaster And then afterwards, they would be like, oh, you did a great job. I'm like, what? How? Who are you watching the same person? 
because most of that is in our head. Okay, most of that is our ego saying, you know what, you sucked, you were horrible, like you really just need to hang it up. That's our ego telling us those things. And the thing is, maybe we have been told that by people in our lives, and maybe that's what started our self-esteem. But here's the thing that I believe, and I've witnessed this just from teaching and also having my own children. We pick up on a lot of unspoken things. And sometimes these things are not even true. Let me give you an example. My parents divorced when I was three. And I can remember a particular time when we were in the kitchen and my dad was on one side of the room and my mom was on the other. And I'm pretty sure I've told this story before, but I felt like I was in the middle and I they were both crying. So I felt like I had to go like make my dad feel better and then go make my mom feel better. And it was like, I just felt like, where do I even go? Like I got to go here and now I have to go here. And the mind of a three-year-old doesn't really understand what's going on. And I didn't understand it. And at that same time, things were really tough because money was tight for both of my parents because you know, they didn't make a ton of money being married when you go from having one income to, yeah, sorry, excuse me, two incomes to one, it's even worse. And having three young children, that's not like a very cheap thing. So it was a struggle. And when I saw my parents struggling with things like, like if we wanted something from the store, and I, I know every parent has said this to their kid before, like, no, we can't afford it, or no, you don't need that, or, you know, you could just see the look of like, they wanted you to stop asking for things, you know what I mean? Like, please don't ask me for this, because I already feel bad telling you that you cannot have it, I feel bad that I don't have money. Like you're bringing up all this stuff that you want and it makes me feel terrible because I have no money. And as a child, you pick up on those like unspoken cues of like, you're expensive. And in my mind, I kind of equated it as like, you're a burden. And this has been an aha moment. Like this is something really that just recently... I was talking to my brother, we were both talking about it, and that was like an epiphany, like, oh my gosh, you know, we felt like we were burdens to them, and it wasn't because they ever said to us, you're a burden, they never said that at all, but you don't have to say things for kids to pick up on things, and I know I've done that to my children too, and I feel horrible because I know that I have, I know that when I was struggling, or there were times when money was tight, or even just times when I just wanted to go home and pass out and go to bed. I was so tired. And of course, they want you to play, right? Like, mommy, come play this game. Come do this. You know, I want your time. I want your attention. And I had almost nothing to give at that time because I just felt so overwhelmed by everything. But I could easily see how a child would say, ah, my my parents think I'm a burden and that kills me and breaks my heart to think that my kids would think that but at the same time I totally get it like I understand because when we were talking about our childhood and all of that that's really that became the aha moment of like oh my gosh I felt like a burden 
And even in my last relationship, I was told this is a burden to me. I equate it as you're a burden to me. And of course, that makes you feel awful, right? Nobody wants to feel like a burden. So I'm not dissing my parents either. I just want you to know I love them both. And I understand because now I understand too that uh, I kind of did the same thing to my kids because you keep repeating the same cycles, right? Because it's when you know better that you do better. And I'm trying to break that and trying to do things differently, but I'm learning and it's a process. It's a work in progress every day. And I always just hope to do better. So I understand that a lot of my self-love issues came from childhood for me. They really did. And again, that is not a hit on my parents. Like I understand raising kids is tough. It is. They don't come with instructions. And so I understand it's difficult. And when you throw in divorce on top of it, extremely difficult. But I understand too that that was something I needed to heal of like, you know, this feeling that I'm not a burden. Okay. I'm not, I'm valuable. I have value. Because the thing is the divine God, source, creator, whatever you want to call your higher power does not see you as a burden. You are not a burden. You are an extremely valuable gift to this world. And we don't always see our own value, but if we could feel the unconditional love that our creator has for us, we would never question our value. You see, the things that you've gone through here on this earth, those are just your earthly lessons. That's just our earthly body. If we really connected to source and to energy and to who we really are, we're all one and we're all deeply and unconditionally loved. And it's about getting back to that center, that heart space. It's unlearning all of the crap we've learned and learning how to love ourselves once more. And like anything, it is a process. I always say that, but it is. I mean, you can't expect things to happen overnight. You've got to be patient with yourself. But you can do it. And you absolutely can love yourself. And when you do, and when you work on your self-worth, others start to see it too. You know, your energy walks into a room before you do. I say that all the time and it's so true. When you walk into a room and your energy is just like, oh, I hate myself, I'm too fat, I'm too stupid, I'm too this, I'm too that. You're a Debbie Downer, okay? What kind of energy do you think you're going to attract? It's not going to be good. But when you... Pull yourself out of that and you learn how to change your mindset. And if instead of walking into a room going, I'm too this, I'm too that, I'm not this, I'm not that. I mean, that sounds annoying, right? If instead of doing that, you walked into a room going, what, I love myself. I love everything around me. I know that I have everything I need to be successful. I'm just loving my life. It's so great right now. I just, I love it. I feel so good. I love how I look. I love 
what I'm capable of doing. I just can do anything I set my mind to and I have so many awesome people and I'm experiencing so much love in my life right now. I mean, doesn't that seem like better energy? And it is, and you're going to attract better energy. So what can we do to work on our self-esteem? And you hear me talk about mantras all the time. I love them. I absolutely love them. And there's a reason that I love them because I use them and I have seen them work in my own life. I think they're amazing. And so I'm going to just tell you, I'm just going to give you a couple of mantras today. And you can just repeat them after me. But you can find your own mantras. You don't need me to sit here and tell you them. And you can even make up your own mantras. I have written mantras myself. And it's what you're looking to do is to rewrite that script that goes on in your head. Instead of telling yourself, I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I don't have enough. I'm a disappointment. I'm a burden. We change that. We change that thought. We say rewind, delete when those thoughts come in. And instead we say things like, I'm such a kind, caring person. I'm so loving and I'm smart and I'm successful. And people really do like me because I am a good friend. I'm a good listener. People love what I have to say. They love listening to me. People love being around me. They think I'm funny. I am funny. You know, it's retelling that story, re-scripting your life. And I mean, think about the endless possibilities. If you're writing a movie that was going to be your life, how awesome would it be to be able to totally rewrite it to exactly what you want to see in your life? But that's exactly what you're doing. Because when you change your mindset, you are re-scripting your reality. And that's amazing. You should be so excited about that. I get excited thinking about that. Because if there's ever a thing you don't like going on in your life, you can change it. You absolutely have the ability to change it. So many people get this idea that we're just stuck here and everything happens to us and we have no control and we have no choice. That's so not the case. There are things that happen to us in life where we get tested, but we absolutely have control. We do. We can control how we react to things. We can control how we allow it to make us feel. And when you stop allowing things to get to you that really don't mean anything anyway, life becomes so much happier and freer. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Well, I want to give you a couple of mantras, as I said, that you can say to yourself. And these are mantras that I use. There's some of them. I have so many. And the thing is, I tell myself, I might use one or two one day, and then the next day I'm like, you know what, I want to do this. I'm feeling like this mantra today. It doesn't really matter, you know, unless there's something particular you really, really need to work on, so you keep doing the same one over and over, then that's fine. But I'm one of these people, like, I'm sort of a creature of habit, but then again, I'm not. Like, 
I will make my lunch every day the night before and get my coffee ready and get my outfit ready. But then there are times it's like, oh, I'm not going to eat the same thing every day or I don't want to do this every day. So it's weird. I do like habit, but then I also like doing different things too, changing things up. Like I'm like that when I work out. Like I want to work out, but I want to change up how I work out. So this is the same kind of thing for me. I want to do mantras every day, but I don't always want to do the exact same one. You know, whatever works for you, whatever you really like, that's perfect for you. So do that. All right, so I'm going to give you a few mantras here, and you can just repeat them after me. And I'll say them twice just so you get them. But again, go search for your own. I love Pinterest for that. I can go and just search and create a board, and then I just look at my board and spend a little time. And I spend maybe 10 minutes looking at my mantras, and oh my gosh, it I love it. I really have noticed such a big difference since I started using them. So here's one that I love. I choose love, laughter, intimacy, and ecstasy. I choose pleasure. I love this mantra because to me it's all about really just enjoying your life, which if you love yourself, you really do enjoy your life. So that's why I love that one. So I'm going to say it again. I choose love, laughter, intimacy, and ecstasy. I choose pleasure. I also like this one because I definitely had body issues growing up. In fact, I'll probably do a podcast about that, but I had a lot of body image issues. I always thought I was so fat. And, you know, I've talked about this before. I had relatives who actually said something to me, which was, you know, lovely. Um, so I, I do one in there about my body image too. My body is getting stronger, slimmer, and healthier every day. My body is getting stronger, slimmer, and healthier every day. And here's the thing too with these mantras, guys. My belief is, of course, you don't have to say them out loud. But I read an article one day that said that if you say things out loud, your brain makes a connection to it faster. So you may want to say these things out loud and you may want to look at yourself in the mirror, but if you're one of those people like, oh, I can't bring myself to do that, just say it in your head. I mean, a lot of times when I'm doing this, it's on my lunch break at work, so I can't necessarily say it out loud, but I might if I were home by myself. If I were at work, though, I would just say it to myself and it whatever works is perfect for you. I also love gratitude, of course, so I say I am grateful for my family and all those that I love. I am grateful for my family and all those that I love. I am showing up in my life fully and completely. I love this one because when we're confident, we do show up in our lives. And when we're not, we tend to just kind of hide in the shadows, right? We're not being who we are truly supposed to be. So I am showing up in my life fully and completely. I love that one too. I love the ones too that work on the inner self. I am a divine being created from light. I am deeply loved. I am a divine being created from light. I am deeply loved. And that was one I just kind of created for myself. But I've loved it a lot because when we recognize that we are divine beings and that we are deeply loved, 
we recognize that we have so much power within us and nothing can take that away. So I love that one a lot. I am a divine being made of light and I am deeply loved. So find your own mantras. Those are just a few that I love. I love doing tappings too. If you don't know anything about emotional freedom technique, go look it up. Go to YouTube. Brad Yates has a lot on YouTube. It's Y-A-T-E-S, Brad Yates. And there for every topic, there's one about not feeling like you're enough. There's one about self-love, self-esteem. There are also money blocks. But you know, a lot of the reason I think that we block our money abundance is because we feel like we're not worthy of earning that money. And so if we work on the self-love stuff, the financial stuff probably is going to follow suit. So I would say work on that. And I always do too that I deserve to have a healthy relationship. And that, that goes for every relationship in my life. I deserve to have a healthy relationship. And I will only accept a healthy relationship. And you deserve that too. So, you know, working on your self-esteem, maybe look at why do I have low self-esteem? Like what could have happened to me? And that's where journaling comes into thinking back to when you were a kid. Or was there any specific incidents in your life that happened that really caused you to have low self-esteem? It's so important to dig deep and look at that stuff. It really is. And, you know, you can work with me if you need to. You know, some people, and I was like this too, there are a lot of things that were going on in my life that I really didn't understand the root cause of. And it wasn't until I started working with someone that I understood what the root cause was. So when you can't figure it out on your own, and sometimes you can't, sometimes you need help, you can work with someone to help you figure that out. What is the root cause? Why am I doing this? Why do I keep repeating the same patterns of behavior? So if you're interested in working with me, I would love to work with you and help you with that. Coaching is a great way to do that. You can um, go to my website, melissaoatman.com, and see what I offer. And then if you're interested, just email me at melissaoatman77 at gmail.com. Or you can also just contact me through social media or you can text me. All of my contact information is always in the description to the podcast. You can get a hold of me and we can talk about it. I can uh, just schedule you with a session if you know what you want, but if you're not sure what you want, just reach out to me. We'll figure it out. People do that all the time. Well, my loves, I wanted to pull a card for you before I left. And the card that I pulled for you today is from my new deck, Divine Whispers. And it's finances don't need to create fear. Are you allowing a bad relationship with money to affect your finances? Money is just energy. But somewhere along the way, we created stories about money that kept us stuck and broke. You can become completely debt-free and attract all of the money you desire. You simply have to change the way you think and feel about money. The universe wants to bring us all that we desire, but we must first be in alignment with that energy. Start by seeing money as something that comes to you easily. Call on your spiritual team if you need help releasing fear surrounding money. You can also ask the universe to put you in touch with someone who can help you get your finances in order. And there are some money mantras that go with this card. 
I attract money easily and effortlessly. Money comes to me in unexpected ways. The money I spend is multiplied back to me. I make money while I sleep. My bank account is increasing daily. I always have more than enough money. All right, guys, I love that. And if you love that, you can purchase your own deck. My Divine Whispers deck is on sale right now through my website, melissaoatman.com, for $22. That includes shipping. All you have to do is go to my website to the Divine Whispers page, click on the PayPal link. Once you check out, it will instruct you to put in your shipping address, and I will ship you your very own set of cards. Please allow about... um, one to two weeks for shipping. They should still get there in time for Christmas, depending, unless I have someone who orders like 10 decks or something. But um, please go and get your own deck if you want. They are created with love, and I hope that they will help you as much as I enjoyed making them. They will bring you that much joy in helping you heal your life. Don't forget to follow me on social media. Also, make sure that you like this podcast, subscribe, and share with others. That helps me, and I really appreciate those of you who do that. Also, if you go to my website and you subscribe to my website, you will receive a free morning and evening meditation just for signing up. Don't forget to uh, follow me on Facebook and Instagram so you can see my live videos. I go live every week. On Facebook, it's Mondays at 5.30 Central. Instagram, it's just whenever I feel like it. So you just need to follow me so you know when I'm going to go live. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I hope that you are having a beautiful evening and day or whatever time you're listening to this. That you see massive blessings coming into your life. That you know how truly and deeply loved you are. And especially by me. I do love you guys. Thank you for always supporting me and being a part of my tribe. I will see you again or talk to you again soon. Until then, have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.